0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rebel Parenting. I'm your host, Ryan Dobson. Uh, My wife, Laura, is not with me today. She will be soon, just not today. This will be a quick one, and we've got another program coming out later this week, which will be a full episode. Just want to let you know where we've been and what's been going on. Um, Good news first, I don't have cancer. (laughs) Um, Actually, there's really not bad news. There's lots and lots of good news. We've just been going through a lot over the past months. Um, It's been almost six months now that I was at my doctor and it started because I was trying to lose weight. Um, I got real heavy in COVID. I don't know if anybody can relate, but I got heavy, heavy in COVID. Uh, And so I started doing a little intermittent fasting and the weight started flying off. It was great, Uh, and then it just kept coming off and coming off and coming off and coming off. Uh, And I stopped intermittent fasting and I started eating like a 12 year old uh, and it just kept coming off. Uh, I ended up losing 50 pounds, which is a ton. Um, Yeah, that's a lot of weight. Uh, and it was worrying me, and it was worrying Laura, so I made an appointment with my doctor. Love my doctor, great guy, uh, genius, and I like that he's very blunt uh, most of the time, and so I was waiting in, in his office, and he walked in. He goes, oh, you lost too much weight. You're too thin, and I was like, ah, yeah, <laughs> thanks. That's what I'm here for. Uh, and he goes, are you hungry all the time? And I was like, no, I'm not hungry. And when I try to eat, uh, I get full quickly, and then I get nauseous from eating. And he was like, that's bad. And I was like, yeah, I kind of thought so. Um, and then he said the big C word. Uh, he said, we got to make sure you don't have cancer. Uh, and it was like the whole world went, boo, to this little pinpoint. And he was talking, and all I heard was like, wah, 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 in the background. Uh, Laura was in another... Room, she didn't hear any of this, and I just felt like the sound was reverberating in the room. Like, and my brain was going, Did he say cancer? He said cancer, he said it really nonchalantly. He said, You're gonna get tested for cancer. Did he say cancer? And uh, if you are new to the program, we've been through two bouts of cancer. My wife's been through two bouts of cancer. Uh, praise the Lord, she is uh, cancer free. Um, At this point, but we've been through this. We've been through surgeries. We've been through chemo. We've been through all kinds of stuff. And I can tell you the thing that surprised me the most when I heard that. Uh, I remember, you know, your brain kind of goes wah, 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 and you know, all the things. And almost instantly... I remember thinking, oh, I'm so glad I've married Delora. I'm so glad if I have to go through this, I can go through it with her. I'm so glad my kids are who they are and our relationship is what it is if I have to go through this. And I was like, I remember being like, that's a curious thought to think. Um, And, excuse me. um, So... The long story short is I don't have cancer. The six months was doctor's appointment after doctor's appointment. I mean, I did so many labs. I did so much blood work. Uh, I'm in long sleeves right now, so you can't really tell, but I'm pretty tattooed up. And I I remember speaking with a doctor and I said, uh, or a phlebotomist. And I said, hey, can you find a vein through tattoos? Is that hard? And she goes, oh, a pro, no problem. They can their, you know, their eyes closed. She goes, but if you get a rookie, you're going to you're going to get stuck. And I was like, ah, good call. So on my right arm, I've kept the IV spot shot spot clear, um, which paid off in dividends this time around. I mean, I did blood draw after blood draw. I did one this morning. I'm back in the doctor trying to figure out why I can't gain weight. Uh, still can't gain back any weight, still 50 pounds down. Um, I can't tell if I should shave or if I shouldn't. When I shaved, it was just like, Oh, my goodness, it was awful. Uh, Nobody liked it in the beginning. Well, maybe just me, but I did not like it because it was such a stark difference. You know, I went from the heaviest I've ever been to almost, well, the lightest I've been in the last almost 20 years. Um, And I got heavy and then grew a beard and then got light and shaved it off. So it didn't look good. I didn't, you know. I'd go see people I hadn't seen in a while and they make comments, uh, which everybody does like, I don't know. I tell you the number one comment, here's the, here's the deal. And some people are going to hear this that I know and whatever, it's no big deal. I love you. Uh, I got no ill will. Nobody said anything horrid, uh, during this time, unlike so many times in the past. Uh, but I did hear a lot of, can I just have whatever you have for like six months? And uh, yeah, totally. I gladly give it to you. I'd gladly, gladly give it to you. And people say that like it's a joke, like, ah, oh, I'd love to lose a little weight. And it's like, awesome. Stop eating, you know, work out more, uh, whatever. Um, but wondering if you're going to leave your kids fatherless and your wife a widow and if you're going to pass before your parents and your sister and all those things. Uh, nope, won't give that to you for six months. That sucks. Uh, it's terrible. Um, And then I did, uh, I've had esophageal surgery. Um, I ruptured the hiatal valve and I tore uh, my stomach lining uh, a number of years ago. And so I had surgery to repair my esophagus and uh, they thought, well, your surgery may have come undone. It may have loosened up, which does happen with uh, hiatal hernia, esophageal surgeries, uh, which could be causing uh, acid reflux, which could be telling your brain don't eat because it causes this extreme pain. And, you know, don't do that. And I was like, all right, I don't want to go through that surgery again. That surgery is terrible. Uh, and then, uh, he said, let's go get you a CT scan. So I started with a CT scan and it came back with my autoimmune disease probably has come back, which I have struggled with most of my life. And honestly, legit, I would have rather him tell me I have cancer. Cancer is so easy compared to ulcerative colitis, autoimmune disease, you know, IBS and all the things that go with it, uh, Crohn's, those types of things, because how do you explain it? You know, what's an autoimmune disease? Well, they can't really diagnose it correctly. What causes it? They're not sure. It could be chemically induced. It could have been genetic. How do you treat it? Well, you treat symptoms when they come up. Well, can you cure it? Nope. We don't know what to do. Um, cancer everybody knows what it is it's super I mean it's like it may not be easy to treat but at least everybody knows what it is it's easier to discuss Uh, you get easier sympathy I'm just telling you I would have rather heard cancer Uh, going through autoimmune disease again would be a horrible horrible thing uh, but after my CT scan, they said, yeah, that's what it looks like. That's probably what's causing all your problems. Uh, now we need to do an endoscopy, a colonoscopy, another blood draw, some more scans. Uh, and it has just taken forever, just on and on and on. Um, I went up to get uh, my endoscopy so they could look at my esophagus and a colonoscopy because I'm 51 and I have struggled with an autoimmune disease for decades called ulcerative colitis. Uh, so, and then here's the other deal. Didn't tell the kids. They still don't know. They've got no idea what we went through for the last six months. No clue. And here's what I learned. Don't have to tell them. Don't have to tell them. They've been through cancer with their mom. They know what that word means to our family. I did not need them to go through trauma Wondering if dad's going to go through what mom went through. So, we kept it completely quiet from them uh, up until this day. They've got no idea. So, uh, if your kids know my kids, um, keep it quiet. No big deal. Um, <clears throat> so, told the kids, you know, when dads get to be 50, they've got to go to the doctor and they're going to, you know, make me sleep and then I might be tired when I get home. And they were like, whatever, no big deal. That's all I told them. That's legit the entirety. Uh, They never knew about any other doctor's appointments, any scans, blood draws, nothing. They knew about nothing uh, except this one test because they might tell when I get home. They might say, why is dad acting weird? Um, So that's what it was. Uh, They do endoscopy, colonoscopy, same room, same, uh, you know, back to back. Um, I don't remember much of recovery except weeping tears of joy the entire time. Uh, Not only did my autoimmune disease not come back, uh, he said, I can never tell you had it. You show no signs of ever having it, Um, which is bananas because I was on death's door uh, about a decade ago. I mean, I was right down to it. Uh, The emergency room doctor said I was less than 24 hours from being in a coma and then dying. Uh, So hearing the disease did not come back. And what happened is uh, almost a decade ago, I went through very, very experimental stem cell treatment where they harvested stem cells from my body. They grew them in a lab, and then they would IV administer them back to me, hoping to reset my autoimmune system. And he said, I don't know what you did, but it looks like a miracle because I can't tell. Uh, that was the most shocking thing um autoimmune disease didn't come back no signs of cancer anywhere in any scan any blood test uh any camera no signs of cancer anywhere Uh, and he said my esophageal surgery looks like it's new Uh, and that's uh i think that's a decade old old too close to a decade old it's like eight or nine years old that surgery uh, it was, I just could not believe it. It was, this is the interesting thing about the Lord. Cause I'm going to tell you what got me through this. We dream these dreams and we think, oh my goodness, what a ridiculous dream. This is so silly. It's so grandiose. Who am I? I am, I am just so entitled and delusional and blah, blah, blah. Cause I, I want this thing. And I think the Lord just chuckles. I think he goes, oh my goodness, that's what you think is going to fulfill you. That's what you think is going to be satisfying. That's the relationship you think you want. That's what you think is going to get you through the next six months, next year, through the end of your life. This is what you want? Oh my goodness. Do you not have any idea what to ask for? And I didn't know to ask for, can you just make it all perfect? Can you just make everything go away? Can you make better news than I could ever possibly hope for? Could I ask for that? Didn't ask for it. Didn't ask for it. On any level, I didn't pray for that. Everybody around me prayed for it. My parents, uh, uh, we haven't told my sister, she doesn't know. Um, I will let her know, uh, before this airs today. Uh, the people that knew, the, the handful of people that knew, prayed for total healing. I didn't. Uh, my therapist asked me why. I don't know if I don't think I deserve it or I don't, I, who knows. But I love that the, lo- the Lord loves me so much more than I could possibly comprehend. And he blesses me in ways I could never imagine. Uh, now, I will be quick to say, had I had cancer and my autoimmune disease did come back and my esophageal surgery did loosen up and needed again, the Lord would have answered my prayers and he would not love me one iota less than I feel he loves me right now. It's just that this time the Lord answered my prayers the way I wanted him to, or actually better than I wanted him to. So many more times, better than I could have possibly hoped for. Um... And for those that struggle with disease and illness and it doesn't go away, I understand, understand that too. Uh, when I was an infant, a literal infant, I had this autoimmune disease. I get intestinal migraines and I have something called ulcerative colitis. And my dad worked as a, a medical professional at Children's Hospital of Los Angeles as a psychologist. Uh, he was very renowned and highly regarded. And he adopted a baby boy with some strange illness they couldn't diagnose or comprehend. And he is a statistician like crazy, would loved, would have loved to have gone into that as a field of study uh, had he not become a psychologist. And he documented and tracked everything I ate, how much I slept, when I threw up, how often. You know, I mean, everything you could document, he documented it, it went to every pediatrician, every expert in children's hospital of los angeles called doctors all over the place trying to figure out what was going on with me nobody could diagnose it in fact there's a story of my dad at his at children's hospital uh, and he was introducing me to his colleagues for the very first time and i had my uh first bout of an intestinal migraine and he said it was uncanny he said, I would hold you. I would walk into someone's office and I would go, Look, this is my new son, Ryan. And you would go, Bruh, and just throw up immediately. He said, You did it all. The he said, We finally stopped introducing you to people that day because you just threw up. Every time we walk into an office, burp, barf, everywhere. Um, as a, an infant through toddlerhood up into uh, early elementary school, I would get sick and throw up about every four to six weeks. Violent throwing up, violent vomiting, had to go to the ER. Uh, many, many, many times. I know every anti-nausea drug uh, known to man. I've tried everything. Um, you know, it's been a big, big deal my whole life. Uh, and so, to get an experimental treatment and to have it work, and then to have multiple doctors—I've had three doctors now tell me it was a miracle. Uh, three, two of them, I am 100% positive don't know the Lord. Uh, one does and attribute it to a miracle early on. So The miracle of medicine, the miracle of science, the miracle of, of Jesus Christ uh, has brought all of this together to heal you in a miraculous way. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, who would have thought? My first doctor told me I was going to a sham, uh, to a quack, and they were bilking me for money, uh, and I was going to lose this, all this money. And I was like, I'm not paying for it. They did it for free. And he's like, it's still a quack. Uh, and then upon finishing treatment— And seeing him again, he said, This is a miracle. It's a miracle. Uh I don't know why the Lord has granted me with so many miracles, but I will forever be grateful to him for that. Um forever grateful. Uh and all of our summer plans got thrown out the window. Uh Rebel Dad's podcast did not start. Obviously, if no one's seen it, it's not there, the website, et cetera, et cetera, infinity, none of it happened. Uh, what I did was focused on my uh, immediate family. We spent a ton of time together. I tried to not freak out. I learned how to better feel my feelings in, in the moment and give myself grace to feel all the feelings that come with hearing, possibly cancer, autoimmune disease, more surgeries, et cetera, et cetera, infinity. Um, And I will tell you this before I get to what helped get me through this. Uh, I didn't stop working at Rebel Parenting. Uh, That curious thought in that doctor's office of, I'm so glad I have the marriage I have to the person I'm married to. I'm so glad I have this kind of family around me if I have to go through this? That's a really interesting thought. Why would that pop into my head so quickly? And it's because of how much work Laura and I have put into figuring out how to be the best spouse we can be for our partner, the best parent we can be for our kids. And I have got a ton to start sharing with you. Started working on a new book. Um, It's kind of terrifying, uh, but it is going to be Awesome. Totally, totally awesome. It is not for the faint of heart. I can tell you that. Uh, What got me through this 100% was uh, my wife, my kids, my parents, and my relationship with the Lord. Uh, 100%. Um, The work Laura and I have done in our marriage and on each other individually apart the work I have done in therapy the work Laura has done in therapy and grown into the people we are right now has allowed this situation not to derail our family not to derail our relationship we're not ending a crisis just barely hanging on by our fingernails we rode this crisis out we didn't just get through it we I can't say we thrived through it but we grew better I I mean I guess we did we got better through this crisis. We allowed this crisis to uh, spark conversations, um, to dig deeper into our relationship, to express our feelings more openly with one another. Uh, and we did this with the kids as well without telling them what was going on. We just tried to be a better version of ourselves to each other and to our children, to my parents, to my uh, those closest to me um, during this situation to try to not in this situation to go, my goodness, I was such an idiot through that time. I was so horrible to so many people in my anger and in my woundedness. And in, in that I was such a terrible person. I can look back on the last six months and go, man, I'm super stoked. I'm super, super proud of myself. Uh, I have grown leaps and bounds. It was really, really interesting. You know, people take these before and after photos, uh, of weight loss And mine's pretty extreme. I'm not showing them because it's super extreme. And I'm not proud of, uh, I didn't accomplish losing 50 pounds on purpose. Uh, the 20 was great. Um, when it kept going off, it wasn't what I wish we could do is take before and after pictures of our relationships. I wish I could show you the 80 pounds of toxic fat I shed off of the relationship that I brought into it when Laura and I got married. I wish we had those photos that you could see. Oh my goodness, this baggage we let off and that baggage we took away. And this wounding we healed up and that scar has gone away. Almost, You almost can't even see that one. And this trigger point doesn't happen anymore. I'm telling you, the work is worth it. When you go through crisis, when you hear terrible news, And then you rest in the fact, you go, oh my goodness, my marriage rules. Ooh, Goodness gracious, I hope I don't make my kids orphans and my wife a widow. Not orphans, but I hope they don't become fatherless and my wife a widow. And, man, I am psyched to be in this family. I am psyched to be the dad I am. I am psyched to be the husband I am. The things that got me through this, uh, a big one is this book by Peter Kreeft, or Kreft, however you pronounce it. Uh, I've heard both ways, called Making Sense Out of Suffering. It's put out in 1987. Uh, Interestingly enough, it's my very first time I went to Summit. Summit Summit.org is the camp that I represent. Um, This book is phenomenal on biblical suffering. Uh, I cannot recommend this book highly enough. It is fantastic. I recommend his website, petercraft.com or org. I'm not sure which. He's got tons of lectures online for free. Everything he does, I recommend. He's a Catholic, a great, great, great Catholic theologian. I highly recommend him. I also like him because he knows Protestants freak out when you read Catholics. And so he's got a piece in here. It's like, Hey Protestants, uh, it's totally cool to not believe the Catholic stuff I have in my book. And I was like, awesome. Thanks bro. Uh, And I read the book with joy Uh, and gratitude for such a great theological work that can help someone like me, who doesn't feel that bright every now and then, understand deep theological suffering of the Bible. That was fantastic. Uh, And speaking of the Bible, uh, the Bible. Um, First and foremost, the thing that got me through and got our family through this time is our relationship in Jesus Christ. It is our relationship and reliance and trust upon Him that no matter what we are going through, that first thought the longest journey is from the head to the heart. And when we are in trauma and crisis, one of the things that I will tell you over and over again, when we coach couples in their crisis, one of the things I tell them, when your brain starts to spin out, when you get on that crazy train, what do you know to be true? What is 100% absolutely true? No, what ifs, no maybes. What's definitely true. And Christians believe without doubt, The truth is, Jesus Christ came down here and died for my sins to give me eternal life. He loves me beyond understanding. And in moments of crisis and doubt, I repeat that to myself over and over and over again. I read uh, Mike Tyson's uh, autobiography, and he talks about customato repeating things at his bedside over and over again. You're going to be the world champ. You're going to be the world champ. You're going to be the greatest that's ever lived. You're going to be the youngest world champ. He would repeat those things over and over and over as Mike would fall asleep. I've got a chapter in this new book called Magic Words Don't Exist, dot, 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 except they do. Because you can tell yourself negative things and you can tell yourself positive things. And you can tell yourself negative things so long you believe them to be true. But you can also convince yourself of the positive things in your life. You can tell yourself over and over again, my goodness, I love being married. I love being married. I love being married. I love being married. I love being married to Laura. I love being married to Laura. Specifically, I love being married to my wife, Laura. You repeat that in your brain. It's interesting. Tyson talks about how you would repeat it 21 times, 21 times over and over. And I don't know why that stuck. But throughout this past six months, when I am struggling uh, with whatever it is I am struggling with, with the future, with the finances, you know we've got catastrophic insurance. We don't have regular insurance, and so I know a lot of you out there. Uh, we represent Liberty Health Share. It's it's who we've it's who got us through uh, Laura's cancer. They paid a seventy two thousand dollar bill. It was amazing. They couldn't have been any more kind, helpful, generous, and courteous throughout that time. And that was the big one. When you go copays pays in doctor's offices and blood draws and lab works, you pay those out-of-pocket. And so there was all those things. But when I would struggle with whatever crisis was there, when I fell far apart from Laura, which I just assume is me and not her and not us, I assume it's where my brain is at. As I go to sleep every night, I repeat over and over again, the Lord has my plan." the Lord knows my plan. The Lord knows my future. Whatever it is, the Lord has me in the palm of his hands. The Lord loves me more than I can understand. You repeat that over and over and over. Every single night, your brain will believe it. You will believe it. You tell your children over and over, I love being your daddy. I love it. It's such a joy to be your dad. You don't have to feel it. You can just stink and lie through your teeth. But you keep telling those precious gems how much you love being their daddy you love being their mommy oh my goodness i love being your mom i love it so much i can't believe the lord let me do this he gifted me you for the short time and i get to be in a relationship with you i love this you will start to believe it you will start to believe it it will come true for you it will come true for you God's Word has gotten me through this time unlike anything else. I've been listening to uh, Dennis Prager's Bible, biblical commentary on the Torah, while also, as I pull the iPad out, also uh, Bible.com, version, the Bible app, has an amazing uh, animated series going through the four, first four books of the Bible and the Torah. So I've been pouring through the Torah With Dennis Prager, uh, YouVersionBible.com, I've been reading the Torah and watching all their videos on it. And this is what I can say. What has blessed me and spoken to me so often is how the Lord is always faithful to the people of Israel. Israel means struggles with God. I'd like to rename myself struggles with God because I struggle with him so often. I struggle and I question and I ask and I trust he still is God. And throughout the Torah, throughout the Old Testament, over and over and over again, the Lord promises, and He makes covenants with the people of Israel, makes covenants with Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He makes covenants over and over and over again, and He keeps His word. He keeps His word. He is consistent always, eternally consistent, even when the Israelites complain in the desert after being freed from the Egyptians, even when they bow down to golden idols, when Uh, when Joseph's brothers decide to kill him and then send him into slavery and the scripture comes out, what you had planned for evil, God turned into good. What Satan had for evil is a diagnosis of cancer and a surgery gone bad and an autoimmune disease that was plaguing my body. And God said, I will take this time. I will strengthen our relationship between us. I will, I will help you trust me more. And that New Testament scripture, I believe, help me believe more. The soldier, I believe, Lord, help me believe more. Man, what a wise statement. Do you believe? I do. I believe. Just can you help me believe more? And the Lord says, absolutely, I will help you believe more. And throughout this time, throughout that inspired word of God, he has rescued me time and time again. I can tell you, I can tell you specifically of a day Laura came down into my studio office and she goes, what are you doing? And I looked up with tears in my eyes and I said, waiting for the Lord to rescue me. And I tell you that very afternoon he did. And I came home and I said, the Lord rescued me. And he always does. It says, I will never leave you or forsake you. That is the word I'm giving you today. The Lord will never leave you or forsake you. Thank you for supporting Rebel Parenting. To all of our supporters and donors who supported us when we weren't producing anything or telling anyone what was going on. I cannot tell you how embarrassed I am to accept donations when I feel like I'm not doing anything to deserve it. And it helped us get through a very, very troubling time. Thank you so much for supporting us. For those that reached out and said, haven't heard a show in a while, everything okay. Thank you. It means a ton to us. you know it's such an interesting thing it's It's a very interesting relationship uh, as podcaster and audience to say, you know, do we tell you the personal things? Do we tell you when we're going through hard times, or do we wait till it's over? Do we just never say anything at all about it?" And so uh, this time around, i didn't want to put this on the kids or really our friends. I remember telling our neighbor after I got the diagnosis that I don't have cancer. my next door neighbor is just the sweetest. They are the sweetest family. I adore them. And I was uh, very happy. And she said, you seem happy. And I said, I just found out I don't have cancer. And she was like, goodness gracious, Ryan, what? And I was like, yeah, it's been like four months of testing. She's like, why didn't you say anything? I was like, oh my goodness. How many more times can one of us be sick? I just don't want to burden anyone with this garbage. And she was like, are you kidding? We love you. We want to be there for you. And wow, a lot of you reached out in this time and I appreciate it. And you guys that supported us. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would name you by name if I thought it wouldn't embarrass you, but thank you to those that supported us during this time. I have got a brand new program coming out in the next couple of days and it will talk about the secrets Laura and I have learned to relationships, the secrets we have learned to parenting, Uh, when I started off as a parent and a husband, I was bad at both really, really bad at both. I was an overbearing, angry, constant coaching parent. There was never a situation that I couldn't make better. And I was always willing to tell you that if you just did this a little bit different, it would be better. All the while, all I'm communicating is what you're doing clearly isn't good enough for dad. It was a terrible, terrible thing. I did it to my kids and I did it to my wife and the Lord got hold of me and changed me. He changed me and allowed people around me to change in different ways and amazing ways. And I got a brand new one coming out. We're going to start it this week. I'm going to release the first episode of it. And uh, the title of the book, the working title currently is, It's Not You, It's Me. How I Changed the World by Changing Myself. Some of you are going to really like this some of you are going to hate me and it's okay. It's totally okay. But, uh, this will be the best thing I've ever done so far. It has helped me the most in life. It has helped me the most in coaching, uh, and helping other people in their relationships. And I can't wait to share it with you. Thank you for your prayers and your support and for sticking around. We really do love you and we appreciate you. God bless. We'll see you soon.